0: a Kappa and a good chinwag? The story has real life stories to inspire and make you smile. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. These days kids seem to have more than they've ever had before, at least in the Western world. But with all the technology and affluence that's increasingly coming their way, well, there's one thing they've lost, many of them, it's the attention of their parents, and they'd give anything to get that back. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to the program today as we take another look at the incredible Father Heart of God from a different perspective. I remember as a child that my parents lavished their attention on me. Of course, it wasn't always welcome. As kids, we want to run off in our own direction whenever it suits us. Part of growing up is coming to grips with boundaries and discipline. had an interesting discussion with a friend of mine who works as a relief teacher in some of the wealthiest private schools in Australia. Many of the children are picked up and dropped off by chauffeurs. These children have everything that money can buy, the latest toys, the latest gadgets, the best mobile phones more disposable income by way of pocket money than many families have to live off in the developing world for a year. And on top of that, they live in fantastic houses with amazing views and more rooms than anyone could ever imagine. I remember her telling me the story. She said it would blow your mind, but, and there's inevitably a but, she said the one thing that many, many of these children don't have is their parents attention they come home to empty houses they go to their rooms they chat with their friends online but they hardly ever see their parents in fact they may as well be orphans and she told me of the deep pain in these children's hearts they have everything yet in their heart of hearts they trade it all for some attention from their parents how incredibly sad and you know something if god holds himself out to be our father then unless he gives us his attention, he's no better than the wealthy parents of these kids I've been telling you about. What's your image of God? I mean, if he is God and if he did create the whole universe and if he does hold all things together, then he's got to be one busy God. I mean, as well as the 6.75 billion people alive on the planet today, he's got a trillion, trillion stars to worry about, not to mention those people who've died and gone to be with him and because we're so often too busy to make time for God, be honest, many people are, it's easy to start getting this idea that God is just far too busy to worry about the little ups and downs in our lives. i met so many people who don't take their needs to God in prayer because they're carrying this picture of God around in their heads that says, well, you know, he couldn't be bothered with that. He's too busy and my need is too small. But let me take you back to being a kid for a while. Do you remember the little disappointments? You know, when, when the other kids at school perhaps made fun of you or, or your pet caterpillar died or your, your favourite toy broke. Looking back on those now as an adult, we smile and we see how trivial those things were in the scheme of things. But when we were going through them, they were everything. They were the most important things in our world. I was devastated when my first goldfish died. I was devastated when other kids poked fun at me because I couldn't run as fast as them. And on the flip side, when we're children, we need our parents to participate in our joys and our triumphs. We need them to celebrate our celebrations with us. That's why kids' birthdays are just so important. That's why praising children is so important. Children need their parents' attention. And actually, when we grow up, It's the same thing. The the person who sneered at us and who belittled us at the office today, the difficulties and the triumphs of life, we need someone to share those with, don't we? But does God notice? Does God share in those little things with us? Or is he too busy, not really interested? Come on, in your life, what's the answer to the question? Jesus was talking to people about their fears and concerns one day. You know, the people whose opinions we value, the the people who seem to have the power of life and death over our lives. And he was making the point that perhaps, just perhaps, we're focusing on the wrong people. Have a listen. It comes from Matthew chapter 10, beginning at verse 24. "'A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave to be like the master.' If they have called the master of the house of Beelzebub, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing is secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who will kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both your soul and your body, in hell. So, Jesus is saying to us, look at all these people who seem to have the power today, who laugh at you for believing in Jesus, who poke fun at you and malign God's people. Stop worrying about them. One day their deeds will be uncovered. One day they will get their comeuppance. The one that you should really be worried about, the one that you really need to focus on is God, because he has the power of eternal life and death over you. But then in a sharp twist, something that Jesus often did when he was speaking, he hit people with the completely unexpected to tell them what God was really like. And this is what he says, straight on from talking about God that can destroy your body and soul in hell. He says, look, aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs on your head are all counted. So don't be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. See, there it is. We think that it's all about the people in this world and that God's too busy, but the attention that God pays to us, he knows how many hairs we have on our head. We're so busy focusing on all these other people who don't matter, and all the time, God's eye is on us. In many parts of the world, sparrows are a pest. They're in plague proportions. So not only are they worthless, they're worse than worthless. When it comes to the animal kingdom, they're quite a way down in the pecking order. That's why Jesus chose them for this example. And he tells us that when one of them falls to the ground, imagine this little sparrow flying along and all of a sudden has a heart attack and plummets down into the dirt. God notices that. Nothing escapes his attention. How much more are you worth in his sight? infinitely more. And yet we delude ourselves into thinking God doesn't notice the little things in our lives. He doesn't pay attention to our tumbles and our triumphs. Get out of here, Jesus is saying. Th- that thinking completely misses the point. Get your focus off, people. Get it onto God, and you'll see that he doesn't miss a thing, not a thing. In fact, just in case you don't get it, how many hairs do you have on your head? Well, have you counted them? God has. God knows. He can tell you in an instant how many hairs you have on your head. That's how much he's into the detail of your life. That's how much this God who created the whole universe lavishes his attention on you. That's what Jesus is saying here, folks, to you and to me. When we stop long enough to hear his heartbeat for ourselves, what we discover is a God of such incredible power, a God above all on one hand, but a God who is closer to us than the deepest secret of our hearts. We need never, ever be afraid to take anything and everything to God, however big, however small, to chat, to pray, to ask for help and wisdom. He's an amazing God. No job too big, no job too small, down to the very last hair that's numbered on our heads. That's God. to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request it's completely confidential your name won't be displayed and in fact while you're there perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word the Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective so let us pray for you and with you and let's just see what God does how he intervenes how he chooses to bless you That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Dymott. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.